following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. to the third episode of the Sorry Night Theater podcast. I am half of your host, DJ. And I'm the other half, Alex. Uh, today, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a guest planned, but unfortunately that fell through. Yeah, so now we're just kind of winging it. I, I sent Alex a text last night like, uh, yeah, we, we don't have anyone, but I mean, let's just... And I thought we did have someone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like... Um, I'm assuming this person's coming, and he's like, no. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, back to the two of us. I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, th- there's got to be episodes with just two of us. Yeah. We have to be entertaining in some way. Right. So that's going to be <laughs> tough. <laughs> no, I, I would like to say, though, I'm in, a, I'm in a pretty good mood. I woke up. The weather was not in single digits anymore. You know how warm it feels to be it forty amazing. compared to seven? Forty degrees. It feels like summer outside. I don't know how many listeners we have that aren't in Buffalo or like Alaska, but I mean <laughs> forty degrees feels real good right now. It does. Real good. Like, I don't need a jacket outside. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have a I have a light jacket on. I, I still have my winter jacket on, but just in case. It might turn. It might turn while we're in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not too sure about that. Yeah. So I got some information what? over the weekend here. And I'm a man of the people. All right. This is <laughs> My God. this is a riveting story. This is why people tune into the podcast is for this story. Oh, did someone tell you something? Yeah. So Julie and Vanessa listened to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> um, and they both come to me with like different things. Like each time they hear something like, oh, well, actually, this is this, this is this, this is this. They said they can confirm that Julie and Vanessa were the teachers of the high school musical <gasps> acting class. What? So we're moving closer. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, at some point, every episode, we get closer and closer to the, the truth. Exactly. There's exactly. got to be a finale of this story. We, yeah, it's, it's going to come to an end at some point. We'll have to have one of them on. And they said they're both looking for pictures. So we can confirm the teachers. Okay. So that, was did they say, like, Julie was the kid teacher? and? Yeah, Julie was a kid teacher. Vanessa was a teen teacher. I was right. Yeah. Wow. I remembered her from way back then. Yeah. And she said that you guys did like a different high school piece, like three different high school pieces. Yeah. And then ended with high school musical. Something like that. I mean, she knows what she did. So when we have either of them on, they'll, That'll they'll be clear exciting. it up. 
I mean, that's why people tune into this. So I'm, for that one story, I'm going to give you what you want, and and we're going to get to the bottom of this if it kills me. What happens when it's revealed and we have nothing left? We need a new story. <laughs> yeah, we, we need. To, now we have to make something up. Yeah, new drama. We need. We need something. Okay, here. so if anyone has drama, please. Let us know. That's what we need more of on the podcast. I mean, we're all having a good time here. Nobody nobody hates each other. Nobody's dropping any heat or anything. We could use a little, little spice. Mm-hmm. A little, little, little something. I don't know. <laughs> we're a theater company. Come on. Yeah, there's got to be some spice around here. <laughs> we're all weirdos, I think. <laughs> Just not with us, Simon. We're, we're chill. Mm-hmm. You may think I like you, but... <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right. At least find it out on air. That's air our grievances on, on air. Yeah. I like it. Just kidding. That'll bring up the viewers, I think. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, also, okay, so yesterday we had crew. We have crew every Saturday. And sometimes it could be a real drag. Um, How long have you been going to crew? Oh, God. A long time. Like, before that, it was acting class. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Jed, Rose, and I, sometimes Tom and Mike, would do – we'd go to crew because our, our parents are all there. And we would do a carnival in the back room, in the green room. And so everyone would be working hard, sweating the whole time. And at the end, we are like, okay, you guys have to come to our carnival. And we'd make them pay for, like, stuffed animals that they owned that, that we brought <laughs> or, like – Wait, food you'd have that a, they a bought on carnival <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it was it was stuff that they bought that we were reselling to them wow and uh i mean it was a hit it was a smash hit every time what happened why don't you do it anymore well because i'm not eight years old anymore <laughs> well you but i mean the theater in general oh well no it wasn't like it was just like it was like the three of us kids oh. just okay, so like we make our parents buy stuff and then resell it to them at a higher price <laughs> I mean, we were we were real go getters. I, I know. I'm like, what's the word? Yeah, I don't know what the word is, but I mean, we <laughs> we were doing it. Entrepreneurs. I don't know, salesmen. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We we were killing it. We also this is branched off of this story. This has nothing to do with crew or anything. I think that's how most of this podcast is yeah, going to go. I I've heard. Okay, so I've heard some some things where I'm like, I, I'll start saying a story and then someone derails me, and I'm like, oh wait, I never finished that. <laughs> And then I'm sitting. Wait, in my... I actually haven't noticed that. I noticed. I think it's once or twice. And then I'm sitting in my car. I'm like, wait, what was the end of that story? I don't even know. So... I, don't... I always thought there was an ending. Yeah, I always. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't going to go anywhere. I just wanted to keep that people on sense. the edge of their seat. We got to get viewers. <laughs> um, so this. Okay, so we were at the craft show. We used to do a craft show for the theater. So everyone would come and and make something, soaps, decorations, whatever. Did you make something? Yeah, kind of now, but all right. Well, this is a story. So it was Jed Rose and I, and I think Mike was there. Yeah. Yeah. Mike was with us. And so we just set up a table because there was an empty table and we sold compliments and we sold air guitars. (laughs) Oh my God. So a little background. We had a haunted house that we would run in our backyard. We have a, a two story shed in our backyard. So like we would just completely convert it to a haunted house. Every Halloween, like that was what we lived for. And so all this money was like, all right, we're going to go crazy on the haunted house. We made like $45, which is, I mean, still a lot for selling absolutely nothing. And (laughs) it's such a good idea though. uh, Yeah. And Mark came by Mark Jed's father 
and he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll buy some compliments from you guys." So he, he gave he forked over some cash, and we we're like, "Do you well, remember how much you sold these for?" We started the air guitars out at I think ten dollars. What? And and the woman next to us loved it, and then she had to wait for us to lower the price a little bit, but she bought one. <laughs> she bought an air guitar. <laughs> And ten dollars is steep. Ten dollars, yeah. But it's 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 virtue. I don't know. It's um, okay. So uh, he came over and he's like, "Okay, I'll buy compliments." And we're like, "Okay, well, your son's really great, and we think your son's cool." And he's like, "Nope, nope. I'm I need my money back if you're not <laughs> if you're not gonna compliment me." So like, we would just find the, the stupidest little compliments to give. But yeah, we made forty five dollars doing nothing. Wow. And. So we're like, okay, this is going to the haunted house. We're going to have like the best haunted house ever. Like $45 was a lot to us. Instead, on a on a Saturday of crew, when everyone else was working, we all sat in the back room and ordered $45 worth of pizza. It was actually like $43. So we tipped the, the pizza delivery man like $2. And he was standing outside in the cold for a long time. Like he was knocking on the door. We show and you up. tipped him $2? Yeah. That was all we had. We literally had $45. <laughs> So I, I go down to the door. He's like, oh, I've, I've been out here like for a while. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And it's gave him the money. <laughs> and uh, and we devoured that pizza. Wow, nothing's changed because you still buy a ton of pizza. I still buy a ton of pizza. I do. Because I'd rather have more food than less food. But you have an excessively uh, – you just have an – like not even an excess of food. Like over that. I get it from my mom. Oh, do you? She used to do it for parties, like just buy a ton of pizza, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" But then, like, you have so much pizza, it's like, okay, no matter what, you can eat <laughs> forty slices, we're still gonna have pizza, like right. all you can eat buffet. But that I don't know, I just it was I, like the other day when we met downstairs, like the our friend group, and and you bought two. Did you buy two large pizzas? Two trays. <laughs> so what is that like party pizza? <laughs> Two party pizzas. Oh my! There was like, and many? there was like eight of us. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. The night goes on a little long. You're like, okay, I'll. And I'll we go back all for... ended up taking some home. Exactly right. So I, I fed the masses. That's that's what I do. Yeah. I told I'm a man of the people. Yeah, good Samaritan. <laughs> I'm here for the for the pizza. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying before that. Um, it was <clears throat> you were talking about crew. Oh, yeah, this last crew. Oh, my God. Okay. Back to the start. Wait, no, but you were talking about some other crew. Well, yeah. There yeah. was the carnival. There was the car- we used to do carnivals and skits and stuff. So, like, that's how I okay. started. And the air guitar and the compliments. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so that's kind of how I started in, like, just being there every Saturday. And then, like, acting classes came up and, and I would be there for that. And I would never do crew until one crew nobody showed up to. It was for Boys Next Door. And Julie's like, it was Ryan and I in the back room, I think. And Julie just comes back. She's like, okay, it's time to learn how to use power tools. <laughs> and we got on stage, and like, I haven't put them down since. We've been we've been working hard ever since that. I I remember it like it was yesterday too. Like we were just like there to mess around, and she comes back like, nope, time to work. <laughs> and Julie always putting people to work. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's great. I mean, now now I do it. But that's something that I don't think a lot of people know about crew is that not a lot of people show up. So we're putting up these massive sets yeah, with like You're doing everything yourself. There's like not not you specifically, right. but yeah. the the core group of people. Right. A small it's like six people are at every crew. And like you'll get 
some some different people coming in and out and and it's not a problem or anything like you it's saturday morning at nine like i i want to sleep in uh so i i completely understand when people don't but i just think it's really cool what we're able to accomplish with such a small group of people and i mean it's always a last minute struggle like it's i think the last last play the yes virginia yeah there was a lot going on before we started and or before we showed the performance and there was like a lot behind the scenes that had to get done in like one day oh yeah yeah that that there was so much stuff in the basement and had to be cleared up for the audience yeah yeah no that's that's always a struggle there was for all through the night uh when i directed it there was a weekend i was there for like i think i counted up like 34 hours in a weekend one weekend i mean like counting friday yeah and i was just i was there every day just trying to, to put all the finishing touches on and and I mean, we did it eventually, but like, and, and Ryan and Callum are always so helpful on those super long crews. They always come in and, and help. And Carla came in and helped for that one. And obviously, like all the regular people who are always there, they they helped. But yeah, it was like thirty-four hours of just panic working because it, it opened the next weekend. So yeah. like, this has to be done. <laughs> I don't have another option here. Yeah, I, I I'm one of those people that come in and out. <laughs> Yeah. I have to admit, I don't come to every crew, <laughs> and I haven't been in a while. It's just, I, I mean, yeah, it's Saturday at nine. Nine in the morning. I don't even. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't sleep in. It's just I. I get up. I do get up early. I try to get up by seven, but I'm like oh. working out and getting my day started. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, if I go nine to twelve, it's just, I don't know. It's a lot of time. Well, here's the spice. There's the spice right there to the podcast. <laughs> I don't come to every crew. But then there will be periods where I come back and I'm there for a while. Yeah. That hasn't happened in a while, though. So I should probably start coming back. No, everyone everyone comes back in waves. And it's cool. It's cool. This Saturday, though, was uh, a lot of fun. Like, I haven't had this fun, this much fun in a long time. And I get it, it. I wasn't there. Yeah. It's mostly because you weren't there. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was it was me, Ryan, Callum, Natalie, um, Sean, Chris, Ben, Julie. Like we all stayed a little later than usual, and then it kind of just left off with with me, Ben, Ryan, Natalie, and Callum. And we're just like we're I'm on top of the scaffold, moving the lights, and and we're all singing. We're all like just being. It was just fun. Like we started at nine in the morning and went. I didn't get home till like five thirty, and wow. And we got a lot of work done, but like it was just like so much fun. So like anytime I'm like in a in a space, like oh I have so much to do, like I I don't want to go to rehearsal after a full day of work, like I'm just exhausted. It's like moments like that where it's like this is like why why I'm here. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it's a hundred percent worth it. <laughs> and like sitting back and watching the shows, like that's all it you it reminds you like okay that's why that's why I was there for thirty four hours. Like it's and people just... don't know how long. I think you know if you look at the theaters in downtown buffalo they have i would think professionals building their sets right whereas we are just (laughs) regular folk (laughs) have no idea what we're doing yeah i am nowhere close to professional yeah yeah so i mean i failed geometry class like i shouldn't be building (laughs) i shouldn't be building anything (laughs) is what what that boils down to but 
I don't know. We we always get it done. It always looks great. I think that's something we we do really well. Our 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 sets. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? Ooh. Um. Well, yeah. An, an all time favorite is Deep End of the Dark. I. What is that? I no. feel like this is the first time I'm no. ever hearing this play. No, you'll, Deep you'll know, End you'll of the know, Dark. Know. Uh, it's an Aldon original. It was I don't know maybe 2014, 2013, something like that. So it is coming up, maybe. Oh yeah. And the set was a forest, and I had nothing to do with it. You you know it now, right? The forest. I mean, I think so, but I have I like I am imagining these pictures okay. that I've seen of yeah, the forest, yeah, yeah. but I've never heard of Deep End of the Dark. Oh, oh, I feel yeah. like you've never mentioned that. No, I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But that's I feel like that's everyone's favorite set. Like and, and I had nothing to do with it. So like that's a set that I'm always chasing. Like I gotta make something as good as that or as, as cool as that. Like you were literally transported. Like just watching the show was insane. It it, it was a forest on stage. Do you think Frankenstein is gonna match that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, Point blank, no. I don't I I I'm not putting Frankenstein down. I love the set. I love everything about it, but I mean that set was a forest on stage. Like, I don't know. It's got to be something really extreme. How did you make this forest come to life? I didn't do anything with it. Oh yeah, you didn't. I just I just showed up. I'm like, oh my god. Were they real branches? Real trees? Real trees. They went to my uncle Jesse. Real trees. I mean branches, not not a full tree. <laughs> they chopped out of trees, brought it on set. Not a full tree. Uh, they went to my uncle Jesse's uh, backyard, which was just literally a forest, and like moved it onto the stage. And um, yeah, and they have a ton of stories about that, which I won't take. I'll have someone, one of them, tell it on the podcast. It's not my story to tell. But I mean, that why I think it's the best is is because it's one place. Like Frankenstein takes place in like multiple countries, multiple different oh. rooms and stuff. So it's like you, you, we have to move stuff and and change stuff. But like with a forest, you can just commit and put like all your efforts into making a forest on stage. Yeah, that is cool when you just have one thing to focus on. Yeah, yeah. That I feel like that's our best sets because it's like all right, we don't have to worry about moving this. We'll just have it yeah. all in. Like I love a Night of Dark Intent set. Yeah, that one was a cool set. Like that, that set was really, it was a haunted house on stage and, and we never had to move anything or switch anything. So it's just presented as is. Yeah, I'd say the one that sticks out to me is the lodger just because of the floor. Yeah. It was the black and white twirls, yeah. spiral thing, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's a lot about that set that like, it goes deep, and I don't know how many people like appreciate how how deep that goes. How does it go deep? So it was really a collaboration of of me, my dad, and and Chris Fire. And I, my dad was telling me about it. We were on vacation in Tennessee, and he's like, "Yeah, this, this, this. Uh, we go to a wax museum. We do this and that." And so, like, I don't know why, but I just went right away. Like, oh, we should do Tim Burton. And I love Tim Burton. Tim Burton is like, I don't know. He's like everything to me. He's my idol. And so I'm like, yeah, let's let's try to do this Tim Burton. Like Tim Burton, Jack the Ripper. I don't know. That that sounds cool. So the house, when you look at a picture of the set, the house, everything is linear and like in order. The, the checkered floor 
Um, it's a black and white checker floor. And there's all straight lines in that, in the house. Like everything is just kind of like, I don't know, there, just straight and, and tidy and in order. And then outside where like the chaos happens and the murders happen is um, has a soil floor and there's like the broken windows and the, the more curves. Like you see there's really nothing like to no like 90 degree angles out there. Yeah, nothing as defined. Yeah. So then – and with the light plot, we played with that too. So it's like everything was like blue in the house to begin with and everything was just kind of like, like there. And it, and it looked great still. But once the logic came into the house, um, we started introducing reds and purples into the house. And, like, you just kind of watch the house change when he came in. So, like, that – that's the kind of stuff that I love where it's like, okay, we, we can see that this is linear and this is in order and this is how how they, they, they operate there. And then the logic comes in and, and flips their world upside down and we see it. Yeah, and that's how a set should be. It should work with the story and yeah. help bring the story to life. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the actors and the characters um, or the plot. Like, the the set really has to add to the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that one we, we really got right because it, it, was, it was so cool. And the, the swirl wasn't meant – because I had a lot of people be like, oh, I, I didn't understand the swirl until, like, until the, the, the wax museum. I'm like, well, yeah, but, like, that's not – the only reason it was there like it's not just there to look cool it's there to represent the chaos that was in the streets of of london when, yeah. when jack the ripper was running around killing people like that's what it was meant for not not just like oh that's cool yeah i think sometimes it gets lost to the audience they may not pay attention to it as much not not that specific set but sets in general yeah they may not pay attention I guess. Well, it's like the same with like movies and stuff. Like sometimes like something just, you just don't realize something. Yeah. You don't read into it. Like we, the people building it are basing it off something in the story. Right. But the audience may not realize that. Right. Yeah. And and you kind of accept that going into everything. Like, okay, maybe not everyone will get this or not everyone will like this, but uh, for the people that do, I think it's really effective and really cool. Mm -hmm. There's one mistake with that set though. We had the arch inside the house. Which we should have just had like an open doorway, because the arch is curved, and that was mm. the only not ninety degree Way angle thing. In that. Okay, that, that messed up the whole set. That part uh. went over my head. Okay, <laughs> I didn't realize until too late. Yeah, you weren't thinking about that geometry. I was well, exactly. It was geometry. I what is a ninety degree angle? This is a circle. <laughs> so that that didn't play out exactly how I wanted to. But yeah, I I love that set a lot. That's that's a cool one. That's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yep. right. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have any other good ones? There's there's so many good ones throughout the years. You you have more than me. You would know more than me. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some that I don't remember, but I, I've seen the pictures of, like, Anything Goes. Uh, I don't remember at all, but the pictures, that was uh, Julie's set that she designed and, and built. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's it's just a ship on stage which is like a, cool. another great one where it's like okay this is one thing let's just go all out on this one thing instead of having to change stuff but like they're, they're also really effective ones where you do have to change stuff like I really love the Poe show set which was the screens you know the, the black screens we have yeah yeah so it was that everywhere with the red lights behind them and then the set would just change like it would be one simple uh, set piece that would come out 
And that would just like, all right, now this scene is, is happening here because it's set piece. And I thought that was really effective for the way that that story went. That's one of my favorite shows. I think you really would have loved that. I, I The way you guys talk about it, I think I would have too. And I feel like that was right before I started, right? Yeah, 2016, 2017. Yeah, 2018 is when I started. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was close. Just Just the way that my dad directed that one, that was really like – when I started to pick up, because like you just go through the motions when when you're younger, and like okay, I'll just go up on stage, do this. He'll say if he likes it or not, whatever. I never really paid attention until that show, and I saw him like not only how he put the whole show together, and and the different set pieces that came in, and all the different stories, and like just the storytelling of that was incredible. And yeah, they're post stories, but the way that my dad incorporated everything and everyone into it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like really, like I, that's when I started to take note. Like, oh my god, like this this man is very talented, <laughs> and um, and and the the yeah the the set pieces, the way that they came on. I, I tried to take inspiration from that for for Frankenstein, and just have like, all right, this set piece is on, we're here, and I, I, it was just how he did it was so effective, and and the ending the ending was Telltale Heart, and the way he worked that scene, him and Trey just worked that scene like i've never seen anyone work a scene in my life and just like, their acting well or... my, my my dad wasn't even in it but like he just like just the way they designed it the way that that he like pushed trey mm. so trey was up there and, and he would do it and then like my dad would just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and like that's one of the best performances i think we've ever had on the stage was was trey's what? Wow. was trey's telling of of telltale heart it was like and my, this is how my, my dad was describing it. It was like it was like a rock show at the end of it, and and we had like everyone was like placed around in, in these different areas, and they would like whisper some of the things, and you just watch him go mad on stage. I, we have to have Trey on to talk about it because it was like it it was really I, I truly think one of the best performances ever. That's crazy on that stage. It was so cool, and to, and to watch it happen, to be there while it was happening, was really incredible to see and like you can push people past their limits mm-hmm. and and what it created was so cool so i can't wait to do that one again i'm i'm so excited for that that that's not until 2026 2027 yeah if if we if you if we do follow it, that yeah where we're like i i like to every now and again like switch it up like okay we're not gonna do this one yeah. 10 years later we'll do it 12 years later or something like that keep people on their toes <laughs> So we, yeah. we got to do it. Yeah. But yeah, so um, with with crews and stuff, that's I don't I don't know if if people know how important that really is. Like, I personally don't know where I would be without the theater and and Saturday mornings and acting classes and stuff. Like, the people that that you meet during. I mean, it was most like for me, it was mostly crew. Like that's my experience of, of meeting the most people, crews and acting classes. But like through shows, and I've just met like the most incredible people, and and like they have built my life. So like I I don't know where I truly don't know where I'd be without the theater. You know, I've always had this question: <clears throat> Why do you think? I know your siblings were involved in the theater before. Why do you think you're the one that's like? deeply has deeply stuck with it and continues even into adulthood 
I I always had a love for creating stuff, and like I didn't find that out till recently, and it's kind of stupid what? to think about. Like, I don't... how you're always <laughs> creating stuff, whether it's a set, the lights, the directing of a show, that even just the um our icon for the podcast. But like, I didn't. You don't think about it like that. It's like, oh, like I like to do this, so I'm going to do it. And then recently, I'm like, oh, like I just that's what I really love to do is just create stuff. And so I would go to rehearsals when I was young, and uh, it was really Rose and I at first. We were like the two that like hooked in, and like we we were like partners in crime there. And um, I don't know, like I I would watch rehearsals, and then I'd come home, and you know what Playmobil are? I think so. They 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 look like Legos. Okay. But they're like a little taller. They felt a little more adult. But now <laughs> as an adult I play with Legos. So well I don't play with them. I build them. I build them. I build them. I don't play with them. All right, let's not get that mixed up. I collect and I build. But it's okay. I think a lot of people build Legos. <laughs> but I don't I don't sit there and play with them I'm like pew pew. No. I collect them, I build them, they're on the shelf. <laughs> and then you don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Um, but all right, so I used to play with Playmobiles, and I would come home, and I'm like, okay, so this guy's my dad. This guy's, uh, I still remember the one I had for Mark, and I, I would have all these people, and I would recreate the scenes and try to recreate the sets with the with the few Playmobil set pieces I had, and just recreate the entire show. Oh, like from Child's Play in 2007, I I guarantee I could find the the Playmobil I I made. Um, there's one part of the show where a character comes down just covered in blood because his eyes were ripped out of his skull. And so he walks down the stairs. It's a super dramatic moment. I, I can guarantee I could go to my basement and find the Playmobil that I colored in red Sharpie <laughs> and, and would just do that scene like a hundred times over. And like, I don't know. It was just always something like, okay, now I'm going to, I see all this. Now I'm going to recreate it here. And I like did, did when you were growing up, so you were always a creative person. Did your dad ever, like, not push you, but, like, talk about theater at home and, and try and get you guys more interested in it? Or was he more relaxed and just let you, let it come to you if you wanted? Yeah, he, he let it come come to us. Because, um, well, we were super involved at first. And then he he's like, oh, like, I... I I love Halloween dreams. Like he, he wrote Halloween dreams and they performed it a long time ago. And then he's like, I like, I want to bring it back. And he's like, you and Rose are like the perfect ages. He never told us that, but like, that's kind of what it was. And then they did it. And Rose was like, yeah, no, I don't want to do it. Okay. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I also don't want to do it now. <laughs> and so like, he, he was kind of mad about that, but he never showed like, I want you to do this. And I've had conversations with him where he's like, look, if you don't want, to take this over that's fine like like once i'm once i'm dead just close the door sell it like it doesn't he's like it's not meant for that but if you love it then by all means yeah then then i'd love to to do that with you mm -hmm. and to have that kind of relationship was amazing because like when you're pushed into something it's like i don't care then yeah I don't, you're, I don't... you're forced and you're like i don't want to do it right and I've i've always been told like oh well you're not gonna do anything in that field like oh you have to go to college and learn theater it's like, dude, I've been learning theater since I was yeah, you, born. That's the thing. Hands-on experience is more important than just studying yeah. a book in school or something. Like, I don't want to sit in a classroom and have people explain to me, like, 
what this kind of light is or, or yeah when you have real life examples right. to show like pal i already changed that light bulb yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm 10 steps ahead of you there <laughs> but so like that that was always a thing like oh well nothing's gonna come of that and i used to listen and be like okay well then like i gotta find something and that's that's why i tried to be an electrician but now i'm at a point where i'm just like i i don't care mm-hmm. i'm happy i'm i'm happy when I'm yeah there. we had this conversation the other day at the theater yeah where there's people who for whatever reason they always feel like the need to tell you why are you doing that what you're not going to make any money from that what job are you going to get and that was the case for you in the theater and that was the case for me and when i would tell people in school that i wanted to be a filmmaker they would just i mean the group of people i was surrounded by at ub were engineers so it made sense but like uh, it just, I think some people, you know, go into that world and they're really affected by those comments. And I think if, for a little bit I was as well, but you really just have to, once you're out of that space, you really understand like, who cares? They're not in your life. They're you're not right. guiding your life. They're off doing their own thing. You go and do your own thing. And whether you want to prove someone wrong, that's not important. It's just doing it for yourself. Right. Yeah, that's exactly like I just I love to do it for myself. But like I also have like just the greatest support system ever. Like no no matter what, it's like I'm I don't know. Like I my my parents both are, are so extremely supportive and helpful with, with everything. Um like Carla too. Like I there's not an idea that I still don't bounce off her today that like I like uh, I I I'm I'm kind of afraid to try this. I'm afraid to do this, and all of them are just like, go do it, mm-hmm. just go for it. Like that's yeah. that's how you you get to the next level. And so like the people that that are there and and Julie and Vanessa, like everyone is just so supportive. And like you can fail, you can fail, and it's and it's okay. Yeah, you you fail your way to success. That's right, <laughs> and that's something that everyone knows, but they're too scared to try. Right, right. And I mean, I'm a victim of that mentality, too. Like, my parents are also super supportive, and they've always said to go and live your dreams. If you want to be an actor, be an actor. If you want to make films, make films. Um, But not everyone has that. Yeah. And they let themselves kind of fall into that state of despair and just like oh i can't do this right so i'm i'm too scared to do it and i don't know what i'm doing so maybe i shouldn't do it right yeah and i don't i don't want people to feel that way because everything is a learning experience you're supposed to fail and you're supposed to not know what you're doing until you do it multiple times and then you figure out the right way right absolutely this is this is your message. <laughs> yeah, is this Go a <laughs> psychological podcast? <laughs> this is a therapy session. This is not about theater. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's something that theater can teach people. Yeah, no, for sure. And like like I was saying before, like I don't know where I would be. Like I don't know what normal people do on like weeknights. Like, what do people do when they come home from work? I don't know because I go to the I go to rehearsal. A lot of people come home from work. And they do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they just they sit there and they wait for the next morning to go to their nine to five job. Right. And I mean, we all have to have those jobs to pay the bills. But if yeah. you can get yourself out of that mindset of, oh, this is all that I have. And the only time that I have is 
taken up by work for eight hours and you force yourself to do things that you want to do, even if you're scared to do them, you realize on the other side, you are making your dreams happen. Yeah. Right. No matter how slow the process seems, it's all gradual, but eventually it'll catch up. And one day you'll be like, oh, whoa, I'm here. Yeah. I never thought I'd be here. Yeah, absolutely. That That's part of why I went. So I went part time at work. And I mean, partially it's because there are like four billion unfinished projects at the theater. <laughs> so like I want to get those done. Obviously, like that's that's one of the, the big things. But also like it just makes me happy to be there. So, like, I'm there two more days out of the week than I would be, and I'm there all day. So, it's, like, I'm happier. Like, it, it mentally, it has changed a lot because, like, I just – I love being there. I, I genuinely am happy whenever I, I enter that building. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's been a it's been a big change. And, like, I, I don't know what I'd be doing if I didn't have the theater. Yeah. I mean, that's been your whole life. Yeah, it really has. It really has, but like that's that's also like the the other thing is like I've so I've made so many friends from there, but sometimes it's it's tough because I'm there twenty four seven, I'm there for every show, I'm there for every crew, so it's like sometimes people will come in, you get real close to these people, and then you know two months later you don't see them for like five more years. And it's like <laughs> so sometimes the revolving door of that is tough. Yeah. Like I get it. People have lives. They have. They go to college. They they move. They have jobs. Whatever. But where I, I love and, and Dan said this too. Dan Dan Torres was saying it's always there, and it is like it's the, yeah. the theater will always always be there. I so know, come back. Sometimes I think about um, moving. I mean, I've always thought about getting out of Buffalo my whole yeah. life, but some something keeps holding me here. But like, if I do ever move, I do always think. Wow, if I move back, I can just go right back to the theater. Absolutely. And I love – there's been a few people who, who come back or or even just stop in, and it's like I love that. I love seeing people. And it's even like from when I was young. Like I, I know everyone who's been there. I've I've been there too. And it's just – it's great to see. Like Marissa came with her daughter. Uh, I don't know. This is like uh, a while ago. Her husband was like fixing the toilet or something. And, and not important, not important, but that's, that's why she was there. And, um, she's just like, that's what she was saying. She's like, it's, it's just like, it's always here. It's got like the same feel when you come into it. And like, mm-hmm. that is just so cool to me that, that that's what it means so much to all these people. Cause it really, it means a ton to me. And I love that, that we have that effect, not only on the audience, like the people who come in and, and see the place, but the people that are there. And I, I love that. Like I've, I made just like the best friends. Ever. Yeah, and I think there's a core group of people that started at the theater, like with your dad, or just even when they were kids, and they're still there, like Julie and Vanessa, and and so you know that you can go and then come back, and then those same people will probably still right. be there. Yeah. But like just friendly faces that you know. Right. And and you're always everyone's always welcome back, and I and I I love I love it. I absolutely love it, and I love all the people that that come through and the the different the people that I've I've met through this sometimes it's not a good thing. <laughs> sometimes you meet some weirdos. But I mean makes for great stories. So it's just it's been it's been a wild experience, but I'm I'm so truly lucky to to have had it. Do you ever feel like growing up in school were you like, wow, 
my dad is a theater owner and a playwright. Doesn't that feel different? Like your typical, you know, your your peers, they don't typically have parents who do that. Yeah. I mean, I always knew like I was always like, yeah, well, like my dad's cool. <laughs> he he writes scary stuff and he watches horror movies. So like to me, like I'm like that my dad's cool. And um I mean, yeah, it, 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 it was it was different. But like it was also different in a way where it's like I don't I didn't really care about school. I'm like I'm I I don't really I'm not really here to make friends. I <laughs> I have friends at the theater. So you guys don't you don't get it. <laughs> I don't I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. I have friends at the theater. Yeah. And, and also it didn't matter if if you didn't like people at school, <laughs> it didn't matter you had friends outside of that. Exactly. Right. So I always felt like like just comfortable and like the weird thing about the theater is like I was like I don't know, 15 and I have like 40 50 year old friends and i'm like yo when we when we hanging out when we see you next like that's that's what's great it's just so many walks of of life and so many different people with all these different experiences in in one spot and i i always appreciated that like even when i was young i knew that like i i was my best friend when i was young was was jed and he i don't even know the age difference but um he was like like my sister's age and it was he he was my best friend and and i don't it was just cool like you don't get that anywhere else like what is this 12 year old doing with this 18 year old this 19 yeah. year old like yeah. he, he was just genuinely like my best friend and that was that was cool because yeah. where else are you going to meet that like you don't have that experience at school to be friends with older kids or younger kids or yeah, and i think that's something that people think is odd now if they see it they're like why is this younger person hanging out with this older person it's not weird when it's just a regular old right like it's just just a friendship like like so i'm friends with with everyone at like it's like a family at the theater so it's like like these people are like my brothers my sisters like this is not to sound like a cult but like it's not a cult (laughs) no like that's how it is like i'm involved i'm involved in these people's lives and like i love it I, i i love all these these new people like even the like the kids like i know stuff about the kids and like we talk like I'm up in the booth with Bella and Autumn and they're given director's notes they're given <laughs> they're given all these kind of notes I'm finding all all kind of things about them but it's like that it's it's fun and it's great that they have that experience like I had yeah and I, I it's just it's a pleasure to watch everybody grow there it really is wow not a cult though <laughs> It's it's not a real culty now. Maybe maybe <laughs> no. I should pump the brakes on that. <laughs> it's a very heartfelt episode today. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we had absolutely nothing prepared, so yeah. I don't know. It's just coming from within, I guess. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna spit out my water. Okay, what's <laughs> what do we have to talk about next? Oh, we should talk about. Well, we talked about sets. What if what about lighting? Because you do a lot of lighting and sound. Yeah, okay. So my uncle Jesse taught me everything I know about lights. And that was great. I mean, I I really have a lot to thank him for. He he taught me the whole light board, the whole soundboard, and now I I do a lot of that stuff. I mean, Gary's like the head tech guy, but I do a, a lot of that stuff when he's not around. And it's I mean, it's all because Jesse taught me that. And it was really cool doing it because I I, I was like his apprentice the whole time there like doing doing stuff i love mm-hmm. and he was showing me everything and like he kept saying it he's like i'm 
I'm done soon. Like I'm out of here soon. So like, this is on you. If, if you like this, this is, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously I loved it cause I'm still doing it. So he showed me how to hang the lights. I went up on the scaffold with him. Uh, I found out all that. And yeah, now, now I, now I, I do lights. I just hung lights yesterday actually. And it, it's, it's really cool to, to create a, a, a different, try to create a different scene like each scene has to be different, but we only have so many instruments. So like that's always a challenge. Like Frankenstein has thirty something scenes, all quick scenes. But like they're in all these different places. So you have to make each scene look different mm-hmm. with a set amount of instruments. It's it's a challenge. Yeah. Every time it's a challenge. Yeah. So. I I've been in the booth before doing lights. I've never done sound, but it. I've had easy ones. Like there's been plays that are fairly easy with the lights. And then I think I had a musical nonsense and that was my first one. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I hope this looks good. But like you, you obviously figure everything out and then I just kind of go based off your notes. Well, it's a lot. And that's what some light board operators don't get is like, it's a lot on the operator. Like I could write cards out. And then you just you, you do them, and it'll be it'll be good. Obviously, it'll be good. I wrote the cards out. <laughs> wow, <laughs> no, I'm, that's a joke. Um, and so you can do that, and and it'd be fine. But like, if you change, like, I'm always changing the light board when I'm on it. Like, I don't I don't even write cards out for myself. I'm just like, okay, this scene could use a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and it changes each night. Like, oh, this is feeling extra spooky tonight. Let me let me dim the lights even more. Um, that's. That's the fun of it. So it's like you – it is what you make it. Uh, some, I mean some are, are like, okay, we're in a house the whole time. I can't go crazy with the with the lights. I can't have gobos. But like something like Frankenstein is, is what I like to light where it's – I have a forest and I have uh, a lighthouse. And I just try to find like kind of unique colors and unique uh, – go. Um, I, don't, I can't even think of the name. Yeah, gobos to put on different areas. Like, okay, this – is a, a square window. Let's put it on this round shape thing and just see what kind of, what it looks like and, and try to cut lights off to make them look kind of different, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. And Chris fire, when he paints a set, um, it's a pleasure to light because like he'll, he'll put some shadowing into his lights and then you toss a light at that. You toss a different color in that light and it's like different. It's completely different. <laughs> So like you can put a different color on something that he paints in these different scenes and it's it it's like a different area. It's really cool. Like for Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about that play until I, I I saw it once, I think, before I lit it. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm I really don't know what I'm lighting. Um that was a rare one that I just wasn't involved in a lot. And I lit it, I'm like, I don't know, I hope this looks good, and it looked beautiful. <laughs> Cause like everything he painted, it was like the grays and the black shadows and stuff. And I would, I'd hit it with a purple light and it's like, Oh my God, that looks wow. beautiful. Like it, it's like, I knew what I was doing. Wow. I, I think it's because <laughs> you may know what you're doing. Sometimes, but a lot, a lot of what happens there is just like, Oh my God, this looks so cool. Who would have knew, who would have thought? <laughs> and then it's like, I will pretend we knew. We'll pretend that's what we knew the whole time. Yeah. It's all just pretend. Yeah. Very rarely is it, is it ever ever planned out like that <laughs> yeah i think you also give a lot of leeway to whoever's up there like you let them play around and do what they want 
which either... I mean, to an extent, that it has to look good too. Right. Like that, it depends on the person. Like with you, you were like, yeah, okay, great, and and you would change stuff. But I've had some people. Where I'm like, okay, and like just play around with it, have fun, and like, um, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so it's like, okay, just stick to the card. That's all right. That's all right. But the, the freestyle and kind of do your own thing is always fun, mm-hmm. which is like also like I kind of adapted that into directing. Obviously, not like go out and freestyle, but the, what people bring to to their roles and what different things they want to try is like that's where the magic happens. Like that, I, and I learned that from my dad too. It's like really let the people play. They're also talented. Everyone in the company is, is very talented. So like, let them play, let them figure some of their stuff out and keep them on course. Like you have the main idea you have. Um, this is exactly how I want it to be. But then someone comes in and they're like, well, let me try this. And it's like, Oh wow. That's, that yeah. changes everything. Mm-hmm. You have to be open to different ideas too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'll just get stale if you do the same thing over and over again, or you don't like acknowledge that someone else may have an idea that, you didn't have right right and i i'm not like that like I, I love when people come in and they're like okay well let me try it this way let me try it this way and i'll try to keep them keep them honest be like okay no may, maybe less of that more of this um <laughs> rarely does someone come in and just plays it completely wrong <laughs> it happens but i mean it's rare it's rare but like for frankenstein th- this is this has to be like the most my idea has ever changed from when we oh yeah you were saying it. that yeah we announced it in in May last year, and I knew before. I knew since like February or January or something that that, that we were going to do Frankenstein. So like I had all these ideas, and then like the more I worked on it, I would scrap them. And then auditions, and then the entire play changed when when it was Ben and Dan, and it's like now everything is different. <laughs> and there, I mean, there everyone's killing it. I can't wait for this to to be out in the world. I really Did you can't. do you ever get scared being on a time crunch? thinking is this gonna work out am i making the right choices is are we gonna have enough time do we have enough time to make these changes absolutely i this so this is kind of a a peek into to this rehearsal process at least there was a rehearsal last week where it's just an off day for everyone and and that happens a lot because i mean we're all actors we're all emotional and uh, yeah, there, we have lives outside of acting. So uh, believe it or not, there is, <laughs> there is some. At least some of us do. I don't know about you. I yeah, that's what I always say. I'm like, oh, I'll stay late this Saturday. I, I literally have no life, so it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, we had a rehearsal. I'm like, this guys, like we we this isn't it. We 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 got to get back on track. We have to like no. And and so I wrote down some scenes and, and we we attacked those scenes next time we came. And we, we ended on a, on a, such a great note and I'm so happy. And I told them all, I'm like, you all have these parts because I know that each one of you is going to deliver, but like we can deliver in one way or we can just keep pushing each week that we're here and make it the best thing that we possibly can. And that's, that's what we're on course to do. And it's, it's great to, to watch everybody like get into that mindset. Like they, they, everyone changed from one day to the next and they all came in they're like, okay, well we're going to. We're going to be the best that we can be. And, and they were. And so I, I'm – again, I just I, – I can't wait. I want to do like a reaction episode or something. Oh, yeah. And just talk about it. I feel it. like you've mentioned that before. You did. But like like <laughs> get in depth and be like – like give some spoilers and stuff. So like maybe do it once the show's over mm-hmm. and then we got 10 more years. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just – because there's so much stuff that I want to talk about and, and get into. But I can't. 
because it'll spoil it. <laughs> so I don't know. That that episode will come up. But has there ever been a time when you – it was like a week out from the play and you're like, we still have work to do. Every play. <laughs> every, every play. It That's another thing. Like, like movies and other theater companies have – I think other theater – I don't know. I could be completely wrong there. But they have more time to put something on. And we don't. We what did how many rehearsals did we have for Yes Virginia? I remember reading it and being like, Oh my god, that is that's horrifying. It was like fifteen or something. <laughs> yeah. But even Frankenstein, I feel like you guys started in January, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's happening in a couple weeks. Yeah. I, no. I thought that was really fast. It is. It is. It's. It's so fast. And for a show like this, it's like yeah, that's what I mean. It. It. It's fast. And so that that also comes in when you're casting. Like okay, th- we have a month to put this show together. Like, I need the most talented people I could possibly get. And with this, I got it. And I'm I'm comfortable with where where we are. But there's been some shows where I'm like, oh my god, we open tomorrow. <laughs> The set's not finished. <laughs> uh, we still have to go over. A f- we have to change a few things and a few scenes, and it's it it becomes a lot. Mm-hmm. It really does. It's such and it's such a quick turnaround from show to show. Like yeah. you don't even have a chance to be sad. Like oh my god, I just put all my time into this show. Now it's ending. <laughs> it's like no, forget those feelings because you're on to the next show and you open tomorrow night. Yeah. And and I'm waiting for that with with here we sit. I'm sure that'll that'll happen um, right after this ends because there's always like that. You have like a day of like, oh my god, I just put all this work into it. Now it's over. Well, that starts in when April. Um, yeah, when? April because March is. I never saw another butterfly, which um, we have to talk about on here. But we have a special guest in mind to talk about that one. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming up. See again, it's like what happened. <laughs> it was just October. We just closed Halloween Dreams. Like that's where I, that's where my <laughs> mind is. Like I have not caught up to to the time at all. I have. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I also wasn't involved in Halloween dreams. Yeah, when when you're in all of them, like yeah, like you would blend together, elbow deep in. It's like, oh my god, why why is all this ending so fast? It's but are insane. you doing anything with the butterfly? What? Sorry, I'm I'm running <laughs> sound. I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's that's literally right after this. But you're not directing it, right? No, 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 no. So you have you have a little bit of a break. Yeah, a little bit of a break. But I'm I'm direct. I'm co-directing here. We sit. So then that's a thing um, that I have to work on. And Sweeney Todd. I've been working on Sweeney Todd throughout the year because this is my first musical. So like, I need to. Yeah, that's deliver. crazy. I can't believe we're doing a musical. I know. I I can't believe it either. I'm I'm so excited and I love Sweeney Todd. Yeah, me and too. I think it's going to be amazing. But like Sean and I, this is our first musical together, and I think we're going to be a great team. And I I, I we're going to deliver for sure. But it's just getting there is going to be like oh my god! I just finished Frankenstein, which is a huge, huge, yeah. huge show, and then I just finished a comedy, and now here we are. How long before each? play do you take to develop your ideas before practice even starts um i've had sweeney todd figured out since june i've had my set design since june 
I've had how I want the characters to look and and feel. I've had all that figured out since like June, July of last year. Wow. Yeah. But it's like that's that's if you're really excited about something. <laughs> Sometimes you get a, a show and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't like uh, Well, you're not motivated to You're not you're right. And that's always the toughest to do. And, and and my dad and I like try now not to put ourselves in that situation. And I think we've done a great job because like every I was excited about every project this year. I'm excited about every project next year, which is not released yet, yeah. but I do have I that don't know knowledge. what that is. I have it. And we even know the here's the thing about the seasons too, is like those change a crazy amount of times. The winter classic for next year. We've had like maybe seven different shows in those spots. And we're just like, no, maybe this, maybe this, maybe this. It's, it is, it's a wild ride. Like we, I think we had one printed once. We had a show printed once. We're like, nah, nah, <laughs> let's cut it. Like Sleepy, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, that has been our fall thriller for the past, oh my God, I don't know, six years. And then right before we, we're like, nah, let's, let's change it. Let's change it to something else. Wow. Like how this this was, uh, Carla and I were at Red Robin, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my dad, like, may I don't think I want to direct Sleepy Hollow this year, and so I texted him, and I'm like, okay, like, I need to talk, uh, about Sleepy Hollow, and that's all I said, like, I just need to talk about Sleepy Hollow, and he texts back Halloween Dreams question mark, and I was like, <laughs> that's that's literally the conversation Carla and I just had. Wow. So like him and I are, are on same, same wavelength. Yeah. For sure. So we, we went and saw him right away, and I'm like, that's exactly 100% what I was going to tell you. And Are you like your dad? Are you similar? In some ways, we're very similar. In some ways, we're, we're different, though. Like, what do you, how do you mean? I, uh, I don't know, because I'm trying to decide if you guys are similar in my mind. And I feel like you're different, in, but, I mean, I guess in terms of the way you think about theater and your ideas, are you oftentimes aligned or do you disagree a lot? Um, there's been times where, where we definitely disagree on stuff. Like there is, there is this, so we had a set piece in this play. Uh, I don't want to give it away what it is, but we had this big, massive set piece that we'd have to move out for the last scene. And it just kind of broke everything up. I, so I had pictures, and it looks great. It would look really great, what my idea was. But, like, the time that it would take to bring it out, it would just break up the momentum of the last few scenes. It it, it really would. And so my dad sent me a text the other day and was like, look, I, I love what you're doing with the show. Um, I love watching you direct. I think I think you've made all the right decisions except one. And he's like, I don't think saving the biggest set change to the, the last scene it's a good idea. And we should do the scene here. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I knew he was right yeah. to start with. And that I was like, oh, but I, I just, it would have looked great, but it would have setting up and, and taking the time to do that would have, would have, would have ruined it mm -hmm. for sure. So, so changing it was, was the right idea. So, so a lot of the times it's, it's, it's something like that where it's like, okay, you're not seeing this. Here's this. And I've done that for him. A, few to, a lot less than he's done it for me, obviously, because he's got a lot of experience on me. And, but that's that's kind of our, our relationship. Like, well, I love this, but this isn't 
this isn't doing it. So, <laughs> so try this. And yeah, that's how we are. But we, we never fight. We're just, it's always just like, okay, well either yes or no. And this is, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how it's going to work. But like this one, he, he was, he was right. He, he got me there. So I can't complain about that. <laughs> and, and I, I take a lot of my stuff from him. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of what he's done, the little techniques, like, like, again, like the post show, like that, that was really like the, the starting point for me where I'm like, Oh, that's, that's what I want to do. Bring something like that out of, out of, out of people. Was there any, anything that you've ever been adamant about? And you're like, no dad, I, this has to happen. I'm sorry. I disagree. And it won't, I will oh. not let, I will not change it. Um, I'm sure there has been. I can't really think. I, there was there was one scene that he changed because I went to Tennessee in the middle of Halloween Dreams, and so I missed three rehearsals. And he changed the scenes blocking, and I was just like, mm, "Nah, I'm gonna change it back." <laughs> and it was something where it's like he's like, "Okay, but the transition is too long. Like she has to walk all the way up the stairs, and it's just kind of a a, a lull there." And he was right, 100 percent right. And like even on the show nights, I'm like, "Yeah." I don't like. Oh, so you stuck with your idea? I stuck with my idea. But then at the end, <laughs> you you thought he was right. Not, I don't know if he was right, but <laughs> but that the long the long walk was always like, oh, that's annoying. But then once the scene was up there, it's like, okay, this is cool. Like it, it was in the arch, so like I love the arch. I want to use the arch as much as I possibly humanly can. Mm-hmm. So like any scene I could throw up there, I'll throw up there. Except, oh, well, that's funny. That's funny once you find out. What happens with Frankenstein? Because <laughs> that was his thing. He's like, okay, move this scene from here to the arch, and it's going to be a hundred times better. So we just kind of had a reverse, reverse thing this year. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's. I feel like that's <laughs> that. I don't think. I don't think we got anything else to talk well, about. I, no. How long has it been? It's been an hour. Oh, has it? Yeah. Like exactly an hour. Well, an hour fifty-five seconds, fifty-six. <laughs> I can't believe that was an hour. Yeah. Like that went fast. Well, we got real inspirational in the middle. We did. We, we, we went for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it'll work, <laughs> but we went for it. Hopefully people will like our uh, heartfelt in depth. Yeah, yeah, emotions. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was definitely heartfelt. It was relatable. Isn't that what everyone wants these days? Relatability. Yeah. But they also want some spice. We need some drama. I was asking you questions for that spice. I was trying to get some spice. Right, some spice out of me Yeah, is what that that was. Yeah. I feel like a question like that is like, what's your least favorite play? Who's your least favorite person at the theater and why is it right? Okay, but I wasn't going to come out and <laughs> ask you that because I know you're not going to give an answer. Who's yeah, no. your least favorite person? Please tell us. Okay. Okay. No, I, I, I can't. <laughs> exactly. There's certain questions that you're not going to answer. Right. But it's for the spice. Now they know I have a least favorite person. Wow. Is it me? Yeah. <laughs> you cracked it. No, I don't know if I have a least favorite person. It changes by the day. Do you have a favorite? Mm. If you say yourself. Well, no. I, all right, I wasn't even going there, okay? I love VJ a lot. Oh, yeah? I always say VJ is a top five person in my life. <laughs> so he's he's a favorite continuing character in Who's my life. Who's your favorite actor? Oh, oh well, VJ also. I I have a lot of favorite actors. I love a lot of people on stage. I hate a lot of people on stage. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to add spice. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was that was good. That was good spice. Okay. Like your acting class thing, that's spice. That's, I know. That's why they But I brought in. that spice. Okay, but like <laughs> So what spice are you gonna bring? I just brought I just brought it. I just brought it. <laughs> so now people are gonna be like, Oh, I wonder what who his favorite actor is. Who who is this? I, it's there. It's out in the world. It exists. Yeah. Now now that's But spice. it won't be disclosed. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Maybe one day. Maybe if you listen to all of our, our podcasts, maybe the end one I'll be like, Okay. Favorite actor, this person. Least favorite this person. Actually, my favorite actor might be my dad, honestly. I really like your dad, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I'm, that's not me being biased. Like, I genuinely love him on stage. Like, he always makes I feel like you he's feel just, something. Yeah, he's so involved in his character. Yeah. But, like, in such a natural way. Oh, yeah. He he really is. He's he, Like, I remember parts, a lot of his, his parts from, like, when I was younger and stuff. And, like the emotion like i think one of his best things was child child's play the first time we did it i don't remember the second time because it was such a, a so much happened during it bad stuff happened during it so like i don't know i just wasn't there but in the 2007 one i remember his acting in that like now i remember that like I, it like plays in my mind a lot like there's a scene where spoiler he jumps out a window because like just like I don't know a lot I won't explain the whole story here but I remember that emotional it was so emotional and so raw and I'm like oh my god he is amazing on stage I wish I could be like that like that is <laughs> you are a good actor you you don't believe you are no but like any part that he has he'll make you feel something mm-hmm. no matter what the emotion is he's going to make you feel something and that is I mean, that's what we all want to do, right? Like, you don't want to be on stage. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're fine. Cool. Like, he makes you feel he, – he makes you laugh. He'll make you cry. He'll make you – like, like Rose and I would hide our heads in the couch when he would jump out the window because we're like, oh, my God, that's that's sad. That's, that's our dad jumping out a window. Do you think it's better, in your opinion, to have – not better, really, but someone who you're like, they're really not that good – or someone who you're like, eh. I mean, yeah, they're they're okay, they're 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 all right, they're nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this is spice, right here. <laughs> this is uh, it. It depends. Like different people will bring different things to each character. So if it's something that's going to spark a reaction, sometimes that's better because it's just like, okay, they're they're making me feel something, whether it's hatred towards them. Or um, <laughs> confusion. It's it's a choice. Where, like some people just won't make a choice, and they're kind of a plank. I've been there. I've been a plank. I've been a plank too. It happens. It's hard to make choices and just roll with them. It really like Ben does that. He'll make just a crazy choice and just go with it, and like that makes you respect him more than anyone. Like yeah, my dad will make crazy choices, but they're always right. <laughs> Every time they're right. So it's like. Oh. <laughs> get one wrong once in a while yeah i i feel like that's something i want to work on is letting go and just committing to whatever i feel is necessary for the character and giving it my all instead of holding back yeah right and and feeling like i 
I have trouble with that when I when I play anything because like I, I just think about it a lot. Like, okay, how would this person feel? And there are so many actors here who are just like, I'm not asking myself how the person feels. I'm just feeling it. And I can't get to that point. But it's like, <laughs> this is why I think I, I, I like directing and I think I'm I'm good at directing because I know what I should be doing. I know what I should reach, <laughs> but I, I can't do it myself. I, I felt that way too. Yeah. So I need you to I need you to do this for me, but I'll take the credit because I <laughs> I knew how to get there. <laughs> wow. There are a couple people now who are, who like have so much potential, like Ben and um, I think Autumn. That I I love Autumn. She was the first thing I saw her in. Silver Lady. No, no that what was, some that was Abby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Wait. 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 Was it all through the night? She was in all through the night. She was Mabel yes. all through the night. Yeah. She got she has to miss the second weekend. Yeah. She was there the first weekend. I remember her in all through the night. And Autumn, you you are a good actor. Like I I remember seeing you for the first time. She's a good child actor. I mean, she's not a child anymore, but well, that, that a younger actor. I sat in on on an acting class cuz Julie's like, "All right, just come in." Uh, before all through the night because I didn't know any of these kids. I'm like, ah, oh, this is – I don't know any of them. I don't know how they act, how they behave. And so I, I came in and, and watched auditions and I didn't know her name. I knew all the ones like – like I knew Ari and I knew Bella and I knew Dylan and James and like I, you know they're all good. Like I, I, I just – I know them already. I know they're good. So I was like, yeah, great. Um, they're always going to perform but I didn't know Autumn and she was wearing a Hogwarts sweatshirt. And so I wrote down like the names of like oh like this kid has a lot of potential, and I, I remember I just wrote down Hogwarts on the on the thing, and I told Julie and she's like oh yeah yeah that one, but just like you don't see that a lot in kids where like she'll just go and make a choice, and I'm like how do you why yeah like she seems so natural yeah and like things that I wouldn't do like I in Halloween Dreams like there are lines that she would say I'm like I would never think to say it like that. And it's not wrong. I, I love it. It's like, where did you, where did you bring that out yeah. of? Why is that? Why is that inside of you? You're like twelve. <laughs> so I, I mean, there are so many. They all have so much potential. All the kids have so mm-hmm. much potential. But I remember just being really shocked. Like, oh my god, why are you doing this? This is like you should be a twenty year old person inside of a twelve year old <laughs> body. Like I don't know. But... Yeah, I I think what's important is making a decision and committing to it. Yeah, because. I feel like so many people, including myself, have been scared to make a decision, whether that's because they're afraid they're making the wrong one or they're going to do something and then the director is going to be like, what was that? That was awful. Right. And so and so they don't and they kind of just, you know, they don't give it their all because they're too scared to. Yeah. And the thing is, what I've learned is that it's better to just go for it all the way. No matter what choice you make, just go for it. Because when you go for it, it always looks better than when you half, when you only go halfway. Right, when you can't fully commit to something. Yeah. A- absolutely. A- from like an audition standpoint, too. Unless like I've had auditions where like they just completely misunderstand the character and then they'll go like 100% one way. I'm like, dude, that is you're going 100%, that's great. 
but it is a complete wrong direction. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe just know the direction you're supposed to go in and then go 100%. But like I love when people try things and, and, and really just put it all on the line. Like I, like you said, like you, you get self-conscious when you're mm-hmm. up there and you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like is everyone looking at me like I'm some weird, dumb person? I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I'm awful. Like am I am I actually just standing on this stage making a complete fool out of myself? <laughs> and that's the fear. Like with a comedy especially, like nobody's going to laugh at me. What do I do? What do I do? And that's that's why I love my dad's writing because like he he writes it funny. So like mm-hmm. even you can be the blandest person and and you'll say something and, you, and you'll get a laugh. If you punch it, obviously you'll, you'll get more of a laugh. But like that's always the fear. Like I I am making a fool out of myself in front of all these people. But there are people who don't feel that, and those are the people who are like, oh yeah, that, I want to watch them more. Like that's how I feel about VJ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, does that's why I asked him one time. I'm like, do you get nervous because you just seem like you're just cruising? Yeah. I get really nervous. I don't I go cruise. On. I've been nervous in the past. Most recently, though, I've I've been working on not feeling that way. Really? Yeah. And just like I would go over in my head the lines before going on stage. And in Yes, Virginia, I told myself not to do that. And I didn't. I did, and I didn't know my lines, so. <laughs> well. I I mean, no, I did, but, like, I'm I'm the person who, like, panics before they go on, and, like, I try to hide it. I'm just like, okay, I'm in my head, and I'm like, wait, I don't know a single line I say. You say that all the time. Every yeah. single time you before you go out, you're like, I don't know my lines. Because in that moment, I genuinely don't know my lines. Like I, I But it, then you go out and you know that. It just happens. Like, you could ask me in that moment, okay, like, let's run the scene. You say your line. I'm like, I, I got nothing. Like, there was a rehearsal. I think you, you probably heard about this. Uh, there was a rehearsal for A Christmas Carol. And it was me, Carla, Ryan, Shelby in the scene. And it was a dress rehearsal. And we go on stage and do the party scene. It's like our first day without scripts. And they're all saying their lines. Like, they all know their lines. It gets to me, and I'm like, I'm, I don't know. I, li- I said that. I said, I don't know. And then, like, they're like, okay, well, they helped me. We got through that part. And then it happened again. And I'm like, I, I don't know any of my lines in the scene. I really don't. And, of course, there's a party downstairs. Like, my mom was throwing, like, a <laughs> uh, some kind of party. And my sister and, and brother, I think, came up. And they're watching that scene. And I'm like, I, I just stood up there. I'm like, I, I do not know my lines. And that is not – don't do that. Like, if I were my dad in that situation, I'd be like, then get out. Go. <laughs> Or bring your script out. If you don't know your lines and you're supposed to be memorized, just bring your script out. It's so much easier than, than standing up there like an idiot saying, I don't know my lines. Yeah. And so every night during intermission, we'd run that scene. You were in that scene and the next time we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would we would run our lines. Right? Weren't you in that scene the next time? What scene? You just listed a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, the party scene in A Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like that was, we would run it every every. I I feel so bad for Shelby because every time I'm on stage with her, I don't know my my lines. <laughs> She's probably like, God, I'm paired She's with like, DJ. I, again. I can't stand this guy. <laughs> it was our wilderness, where like that whole show. I just I. That, there's the spice for the podcast. I hate that show. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Vanessa. Vanessa loves that show. Um I hated my performance in it. I hated – I just did not like it at all. It was the one before Curious Savage. 
I didn't know my lines in the bar scene. I had a bar scene with her. And I was just looking at her. I'm like, ah, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, so what would happen? Well, on stage the one night, I just – I was supposed to be awkward and she was supposed to be hitting on me. And it's mm-hmm. so like the one night I just kind of like played it like super awkward. And I'm like, I, I'm playing this really awkward because I don't even know what to say. So like you're going to have to say me and I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. And I just worked with her recently in Tales from the Ghost Light. I maybe had my lines memorized for that. But we would have to run this But scene. how do you – I feel like you say that all the time where you're like, I don't know my lines. But then how do you go out there <laughs> Like, how are you like, so how do you just go out there and you're like, I don't know my lines, but okay, I'll just go out on stage. I don't know. It's, it's really just like a panic situation. Like for Tales from the Ghost, I I remember we, it was her and I upstairs and it was our scene with VJ and I would just tell her, I'm like, dude, I really, I can't, I can't think of the first line. Like I can't, I genuinely cannot think of this line. And then like, it would just come out on stage sometimes. And it was it was horrifying. It was really and and her, VJ and I would run the scene backstage before we go on, and I would just like throw in like stupid lines and like mix lines up and like just be funny. And we would laugh so hard. And then we get on. I'm like, oh wait, I actually don't know the lines. <laughs> I, I know the funny. I know the funny line. I don't know these lines though. Yeah, I've I've had, um, in a night of dark intent. Actually, there was a rehearsal. I think you and. Carla were doing lights and sound I'm not sure but there was a rehearsal where I was giving my monologue and I just froze and I I was like I I was having I don't think I was having a panic attack but I was very anxious and then you freeze and you get even more anxious oh, yeah. you're like oh god what am I doing I look right. like an idiot but um yeah I froze and then I, I was like I need a second and I had to go off stage and collect yeah. myself. And then everyone came back and they're like, are you okay? I'm right. like, yeah, I'm just like feeling really anxious right now. But yeah, that happened during rehearsal. So it happens. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to feel bad about it because like nobody has looked worse than me on stage. So like <laughs> I've been there. I have, it, happen- I've been there. it happens to everyone, you know, <laughs> whether it's once, multiple times, doesn't matter. That's why you have yeah. rehearsal. That's right. Happens to everyone. So don't be afraid. I think that that is the the theme of this. Don't be episode. afraid. Get don't out be there. Afraid. Yeah. Go do it. Don't let fear run your life. Sponsored by, by Nike. <laughs> Just do it. Oh <laughs> Next time they actually sponsor us. Let's do it. I'm I'm ready for a sponsorship. I'm waking up at nine in the morning on Sundays. What is this? <laughs> I know. You don't get to sleep in at all. Nine in the morning on Saturday. Nine in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. All right. All right. Well, (laughs) before we end, Carla told me to do this after the first one, and I forgot. The first episode? Yeah. So you've forgotten until this third one? Oh, yeah. I forgot one episode. Wow. So so that's not (laughs) not a big deal. Um, (laughs) this This is the spice right here. This is why they tune in. (laughs) to hear us mess up the heat um i forgot what i was gonna oh oh uh um social media follow us on social media oh wow what a great idea carla that is so true she's got good ideas yeah and then i just forget them i mean we're also supposed to take pictures of our guests and stuff we haven't done that so yeah we don't have a guest i can take a picture of you and you can (laughs) take a picture of me we'd all be in the picture together (laughs) 
Like a I, selfie. I don't think so. I think it should be while. No. I think it should be the three I of think us. it should be while we're sitting at the mic. Okay, what do you guys think? Do you think the pictures should be, or we could just do both? A group selfie, mm-hmm. or do you want like behind the scenes of us at the mics? I don't want to give away our location. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we are in a closet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Secret location. Okay. Off the map, off the grid, <laughs> recording our podcast. <laughs> I think it's shack. selfie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't know where we are. Okay. Reporting live. Keep the mystery. Yeah, yeah. Until there, I guess. Okay, so social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Starry Night Theater on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Wait, is it Starry Night or is it The Starry Night? Just Starry Night. Is it? I created it. <laughs> I created the Instagram. Okay. Carla and okay. I created it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Starry Night Theater. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, run by Tracy. She's killing it. She's doing a great job. Yeah, no, really. Social media has been great. Did recently. you see the transition period where I took it over from Amanda and I made one post in like a week? And then <laughs> Tracy's like, you know, I can I can take this over if you want to. Like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And I'm like, could you please, would you please take it over? I can't do this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because now we have like TikTok. We have a TikTok. We do have a TikTok. Yeah. Um, she's killing it. What is it? I don't have TikTok. No, is it Starry Night Theater TikTok? Yeah, no, that's like, I don't, it's, it's, it's oh probably God. Starry Night Theater TikTok. I need my phone. We're not prepared for this. No. Okay, well. I don't have a TikTok. So Just look up know. Starry Night Theater. Google we're, it. We're out there, we're out there. Instagram, TikTok. Facebook. Facebook. The website. The website, starrynighttheater.com. Also, www. it's known as the Ghost Light Theater 2. Ghost Light Theater as well. Look up either. We'll We'll be there. Upcoming plays, players. Okay, we got to do a better job next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I wasn't prepared for anything today. Anything. Okay. I think it's time to sign off. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. I think we'll have a guest next time. Maybe. All right. Ooh.